Hello, welcome to the Sports Report with me, Marco Hernandez. Hello. I have a question for all of you. Um, we're just going to get right into it. Are you feeling bullish? Get it? No? Okay. No, on serious note. Um, I've been putting off this pod for a very long time because I couldn't be bothered. Um, I've grown extremely apathetic towards the Bulls this season. Um, last season was a huge high, and it seems like it was an anomaly, now looking back, of like the last 10, 15 years. We've had highs going back to the Derrick Rose era. Um, we had a little stint with Jimmy Butler being the guy. That weird, weird year in 2017 with Rondo and Wade. We're just not going to talk about that. And then after that, from after we traded Jimmy Butler from 2017 to about 2020, 2021, we were one of the worst teams, always drafting seventh, it seemed like, drafting Lowry Markkinen, who now is an all-star, who would have seen that coming, Wendell Carter, Kobe White, Kobe White still being here, he's a decent player, Wendell Carter, we traded away for Nikola Vucevic, which we will touch on a little bit here later. Now, where do the Bulls go? They're currently 26 and 33 as of recording this, and they are only two and a half games from being the fourth worst team record-wise in the NBA. What is the direction that Arturis and Mark Eversley have us going on? Now, I kind of wanted to break down what they've what they've done since taking over as president and GM over for Gar Foreman and John Paxson. So we're going to start off with their very first action as president and GM was firing Jim Boylan, which, okay, that was great, but it was an obvious decision. Jim Boylan was destroying this team, was an awful Zach Levine, hated playing under him. He was not a good coach. So that was their first move back in August of 2020. Soon after, they hired Billy Donovan, which at the time seemed a seemed a very huge signing. That is a signing that puts you in the right direction. It's a that is a head coach that has pedigree in the league and is well respected throughout the league. And he's gonna he said when he came that he did not want to be part of a rebuild. He is here to win basketball games. Shortly after, now 2020 was a year with coronavirus, with COVID, with the pandemic. Um, so the NBA draft was pushed back all the way to November rather than in usual times around or usual times around in July, June. Right soon after the the finals, they drafted Patrick Williams with the number four overall pick. Now, I just want to name off some names that were drafted after four selected. Now, that same draft, it was um, Anthony Edwards went first, LaMelo Ball went third, and James Wiseman went second to the Warriors. Arturis and Eversley took a shot on Patrick Williams. Now, I'm not going to label 
Patrick Williams as a complete bust, but he's not a number four overall pick. Um, we can be honest about that now. Um, three years into his career, he showed a little bit in the first season. Last season, he was out for majority of the year with an injury. When he came back, he didn't look as if he was going to be setting the world on fire. Um, he was very tentative, didn't look to shoot, and he still is like that now. He he isn't this aggressive look to score player. He's he's a he's a system player. It seems like uh, a good defensive player. He's long. The physical attributes are all there for Patrick Williams. Now, after Patrick Williams, um, players like Killian Hayes, the Pistons at number seven, Devin Vassell, who's who's having a good season with the San Antonio Spurs, got picked at number eleven. And Tyrese Halliburton at number 12 that got drafted to the Sacramento Kings, traded to the now team, his team, the Indiana Pacers, who we will, we will get into the Tyrese Halliburton and the point guard situation here in a second with the loss of Lonzo Ball. Now we're going to go right after, we're going to skip ahead a little bit here, right after the beginning of the season, progressing through the year, we weren't very good. The Zach Levine was having a very good year, an all-star year. It was his first all-star appearance. But overall, the team was not good. His point guard was um, Ryan Ar- I don't even remember. Um, that's the point. That The team around him was not good. And his contract was coming up. Let's remember this. His contract was coming up, which he ended up signing last summer. Or this past summer, sorry. And... Arturis and Mark Eversley needed to build a team around him to convince him that he is going, that he, to convince him Chicago is the place to be for his career or for a good majority of his prime, at least. So what they did was looked out in the uh, trade market and during the trade deadline, they talked to the Magic. And they found Nikola Vucevic, who at the time was also an all-star. So what a, what a great pairing at the time, you think, if you're Arturis and Mark Eversley. You have another all-star caliber player here. You can trade away a Wendell Carter, who ended up being, who right now is a decent player for the Magic. But if you had to say, who would you rather have Wendell Carter and Nikola Vucevic right now? I think you'd still say Vucevic. Um, Otto Porter which was a bad contract, which was a contract to match Vucevic's contract. And here's the real kicker. Two first-round picks to the Orlando Magic. Now that now seems like a lose. Because the first pick, the first first-round pick that we traded to the Magic, the Magic used to draft Franz Wagner. Now, this 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 reasoning to why it's it was bad because the Bulls would have gotten had Franz Wagner, that necessarily wouldn't have been the case. We wouldn't know that the Bulls would have tra- um, drafted Franz Wag- Wagner. Um, but for the sake of this um, conversation, we'll say, sure, the Bulls drafted Franz Wagner and how different would the team be now. But especially important now with the second first round pick that we traded is the first round pick this year which we will dive into more. Bulls do not own their first round pick this year, unless it falls into the top four, which we will get into a bit, a little bit more, a little bit later. Now, 
Vucevic averaged 24.5 points per game, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, and from 3, he he was averaging a career-high 40.6% from 3-point land. Now, that was extremely, extremely important, and one of the main reasons why Arturis and Eversley went for Nikola Vucic. At the time, he was a arguably top three center in the Eastern Conference behind Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo. Statistically, he was um, an all-star on a team that was surrounded not by uh, not surrounded by good talent, the Orlando Magic. So at the time, you pair Zach Levine, who isn't uh, who's been putting up good numbers, an all-star on a not very good team. Nikola Vucevic, same thing. Put them together. See what uh, see what happens. Now. The rest of that season didn't go so well. Um, Levine caught COVID. Uh, Vucevic wasn't completely acclimated. Now it was only the, it was the last two months of the season. They needed time to gel. They missed the playoffs, which seemed like a disappointment at the time. But reasonings, they Levine and Vucevic hardly were on the court together. So we move on to the summer. This is where a lot of the um, the team, the core, right now, was built. Lonzo Ball was given a contract, and the and they also trade for Demar Derozan, who they trade now for Aminu, they traded Thaddeus Young, and a first round pick. So we've just gotten rid of three first round picks. We got Vucevic and Demar Derozan, and we signed Lonzo Ball. And we signed Alex Caruso, who at the time with the Lakers was a huge part of the Lakers' success winning the championship in the bubble in 2020. So the team looks good. All of a sudden, you have Nikola Vucevic is a dynamic center who can hit threes. He's a, he's a willing passer. Levine and DeRozan, two high-volume scorers. At the time, people were saying Levine, DeRozan, would it work defensively? Is it good enough? Well, starting off the season, all the way up until January, the Bulls were the number one seed in the East. And the biggest surprise in the NBA. Until Lonzo Ball got hurt. Now this is where everything goes wrong for the Bulls, and this is where it leaves us today. Lonzo Ball has been hurt since last January. It's been over a year since he has been out. The team has been awful. DeMar DeRozan's heroics last year, isn't saving us this year, although he's missed a lot of time with injury. He hasn't been as healthy as he was last year. Levine got the max contract. Seems almost checked out at times. Now, there was much debate about if he should even get the max contract. And now he got it. And he looks a shell of himself. Nikola Vucevic, who last year was a liability defensively. This year, I'd say he's improved. His three-point shooting has improved slightly from last year, having an awful shooting percentage compared to his. The reason why we got him was because he was a, a shooting big man, a guy that can stretch the floor. Last season, he did not do it. He took a lot of threes, but did not make many of them. So that leaves us now. The trade deadline's passed. Bulls were quiet. There was no trades made. They did sign Patrick Beverly with the, in the buyout market. To try to change the culture, or I don't really understand it. Um, he's a, he's an actual point guard, which we don't have on the team now that Lonzo's 
done for the season. And we haven't had him all year. Um, we have an actual point guard because although we love Ayo Dosumu, he is not a starting point guard in the NBA. Maybe not yet, but he is not um, one of the 32 best or 30 best point guards in the NBA. He, he just isn't that. Um, and the fact, the fact that you need Patrick Beverly, you're hoping Patrick Beverly is going to spark your max contract player, Zach Levine, into being locked in defensively, not making dumb errors at the end of the game, at the end of games, um, low IQ, basketball IQ errors. You clearly have a problem. Like there, that's a problem. It is not a viable solution in my opinion. Patrick Beverly's gonna yeah, sure he's gonna be fun. He's gonna get in people's faces, but it's not gonna make a profound impact enough for the Bulls to even make like a play a play in push. So at this point now, we talked about how the Bulls have a or the Magic have the Bulls pick, but it's top four protected. Currently the Bulls are sitting at six. They're two and a half games back from number five so what do the bulls do now they're on a six game losing streak they signed patrick beverly do they push for the play-in or is that fool's gold are you essentially putting yourself even deeper in a hole by trying to go into a play-in when in real in reality you'll lose the first game or say you you win the play-in you're in as a eight seed who are you, you're going to play the Boston Celtics just to get swept? Like, what? what is the what is the goal? What is the end goal? What is the plan here? Because Vucevic's contract comes up here at the end. Talks are about they want to keep him. DeMar DeRozan is going to be entering his last year. Because he only signed a three-year deal. Lonzo Ball now is out for the year. His future is uncertain. And now we have, we're salary capped with the max contract of Zach Levine, who in reality doesn't have a much, doesn't have much value at the moment. So he isn't a huge trade piece. So if you're going to ask me, there's really only one solution and it's going to mean for us to tank pretty much. Um, the only hope is to keep our top four pick, to keep our first round pick this season, which means we have to get into the top four. We have to have the the lottery odds in our favor to get that pick. Now, I believe um, if we get if we finish fifth in the standings, like fifth worst um, fifth worst record, fifth best odds in the lottery. I think it's like a 42 or like a, it's definitely higher than 35% chance of landing a top four pick. And I, I think even number one is pretty high too, like 32%, which would completely change this franchise. If the Bulls somehow landed the number one overall pick, now they did something crazier back in 2008 when they got Derrick Rose. Extremely crazy odds. They did it. You can't say it's not possible that they land a number one overall pick 
and draft Victor Wimbanyama. Sounds crazy, but in reality, when you look at the standings, it isn't that far-fetched. Now, Billy, Billy Donovan just signed a two-year extension, I think two or three years extension with the Bulls um, recently. It was last summer. Um, Arturis and Mark Eversley didn't tell anybody about it. It came out like mid-season. A lot of fans were upset. They're not being transparent with us. Why would you re-sign Billy? He hasn't done much to deserve that long of a contract extension. And Billy Donovan wants to be in a winning situation. He doesn't want to be in a rebuild. He doesn't want to be in a tank. Where does that leave us with a head coaching search? Do we trust Arturis and Mark Eversley enough to fix the problem that they've gotten, them, gotten themselves into? Because let's face it, yeah, they had, last season was great. It was fun up until like late February, March into the All-Star break. But there wasn't really any kind of plan. I think... And who who do you who do you blame in this situation? Is it Arturis and Mark Eversley? Obviously, they created the team. Um, I don't put a ton of blame on Billy Donovan, but he is the head coach. He should be getting more out of his players. Is it just a lack of talent on the players or on the squad? I don't think. I think the team is talented. I think the group of talent don't fit together. They're not a great shooting team. Um, they're not amazing defensively they have two isolation players in Levine and DeMar DeRozan a big guy in Nikola Vucevic that kind of plays around the mid-range area where DeMar DeRozan likes to play the blocks don't fit so who is to blame is it ownership is it the front office um I think everybody has part to play players included um the amount of effort not being shown on a game-to-game basis it's 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 turned off the fans um even though the fans are still selling out the united center and i'm sure i'm sure jerry's loving it he doesn't care i'm sure he doesn't care let's be honest he only cares about selling tickets he only cares about being relevant and he doesn't care about building a winning team. The Bulls have never gone into the luxury tax. He will never want to pay the luxury tax. So maybe that's why Arturis and Mark Eversley weren't able to do much during the offseason. They really only used the mid-level exception on Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, who were not good signings. They did so. The front office, Arturis and Eversley, did so much to begin their their careers here in Chicago um, by trading. They were so active trading for Vucevic. They were, they tried to trade for Lonzo as well during the deadline. That didn't work out. They ended up doing it during the uh, off season trading for DeMar DeRozan, signing and trading for DeMar DeRozan Two, three huge trades acquisitions signing Caruso. And I don't really buy the excuse of Lonzo Ball being hurt out for the whole years. Why we're so bad. Lonzo's a great player. We we miss him a ton. His three-point shooting, his defensive um, ability, his ability to pass, to be a, a ball handler, to push the pace of the game. 
we were one of the highest pace teams when he was healthy. Now we're one of the lowest, most slowest teams in terms of pace. We've turned into we were a full court team, a full court offense going on on the break, fast break points, fast break dunks. Now we've turned into a isolation Levine, DeRozan half court offense which isn't what Billy Donovan wants to do, but he has to do because of the lack of, let's face it, talent at the point guard position. I'm kind of just rambling now. <laughs> this is kind of what I didn't want to do. Um, it's it's just, it's disappointing. Um, last year had so much promise. It was a fun roller, a roller coaster ride, and we've just crashed and burned this season. And... Future doesn't look so bright unless we tank and get Victor Wembanyama, which we could all dream, we could all hope. But there's like six other seven, six, seven other franchises that are hoping the same thing. And we just have to let the lottery lottery odds fall in our favor. But if we don't, the next two years don't look exciting. Um Unless they do something drastic in the offseason. Like trading Levine to Rosen for something. But, I guess time will tell. (laughs) 